he's very much a romantic. I mean, he he saved it all up for me. He was married for 18 years, and I think he <laughs> saved every single ounce of that uh, for me, and it's amazing. He's the most romantic man I've ever met, so. The only thing that I dream of is for you to be dreaming of me. And the only thing that I long for is for you to long obsessively. Doesn't everybody want to be adored sometimes? That's all we're looking for, even though I know there's so much more to love. You're listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. If you'd like to share your love story with me, please email me at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com and we can chat. My guests today are Jalen and Jim, who are living proof that grand gestures are alive and well. And they also show us that it can be helpful to have your mom along when a handsome man buys you a drink. So Jalen, we'll start with you. Tell me three things that you love about Jim. Mm, That's easy. He makes me laugh every day. He has an incredible amount, uh, amount of integrity and he approaches life that way as well. Jim, same question to you. Uh, she's passionate, compassionate, and engaging with people. She, Damn. Uh, yeah, she she loves people. She loves being involved. And in, she's passionate about what she does, and she absolutely cares. So how did you two meet? Well, let me start this off. So uh, <laughs> Jalen, being on TV for, for years on Global, I used to watch, and uh, I was a fan. And I was uh, married at the time, and I would uh, stay up late after long days and uh, be nodding off, and my wife would say, well, why don't you come to bed? And I'd say, well, I'm just going to watch the news. And then she goes, you're not watching the news. You're more interested in the newscaster. And I go, what? What? (laughs) She's got big hair. (laughs) And I said, no, no. So I had this sort of underlying, you know, from afar crush, you know, the the TV talent. And so my marriage was uh, was ending as it was and moving forward and... uh, one day, I'm sitting in the lounge side with a, a good buddy of mine on a Saturday night. We're just having a couple of drinks, watching some of the sports on TV there. And Colton is serving that night, and he comes by. He goes, hey, your girlfriend's on the other side. Laugh, laugh. And knowing that she was there and never had seen her in person, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to maybe take a look. And the washroom <laughs> in that restaurant is over on that side. So I uh, meandered that way and uh, took a peek as I was going into the washroom. And I go, oh, yeah, very attractive. And as I'm in the washroom, I'm thinking to myself, well, I want to get a better look sort of face on. So I'm coming out of the washroom planning literally to look directly at her at the table she's at, which is on the far side of the restaurant. But she was on her way into the washroom. And I literally... uh, Wait. Yeah. Not hard. Just sort of an, oh, oh, I beg your pardon. She goes in the washroom. My son walks past me and he goes, smooth, dad. I go, oh, cold. I said, I feel awkward. I said, can you send her over a drink for me? And And he said no. He said no. And I said, well, Colt, if you don't, I will find somebody that will. So I sent uh, over a Stella because I asked Colton what she liked to drink and she would enjoy a a Stella now and then. So he took that over and comes back and I go, what'd she say? And he goes, thanks. (laughs) And uh, my buddy and I are just sitting there and carrying on and the evening is sort of wrapping up and they're on their way out and being the gracious person that she is, she comes on by and says, hey, I just want to thank you for the drink. That was very nice of you. And so nice, nice. We chatted for maybe three, five minutes and everybody goes off. Colton, about 20 minutes later, comes by, and he goes, wow. And I go, what's that? He goes, uh, I've just been outside uh, uh, sort of being questioned everything about you. I'm going, It's a Spanish oh. Inquisition outside of the Bisteca. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about five minutes past that or after that, felt a little tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. And it's her mom. 
My and, mother. <laughs> and says, here's her card, take her out, but be nice. And, uh, I said, I will, I'm, I'm a good man. And so, uh, yeah, now I've got this card, and I'm all uh, sort of a titter, because, you know, being moving on in life, and hadn't dated since I was, you know, 20-some years old, and now is much later in life, I didn't know what to do with it, and I was intimidated by this card. What if this was a big joke? They were all drinking that night, or what have you, and so, being the brave guy I was, I texted her, and I said, look, I got the card from your mom last night, I'm just checking in if it'd be okay if I gave you a call. And I said, yes, you can give me a call. Called her up, and we made plans for, for dinner the next Friday night. And so I had a week of nervous apprehension of not knowing what to, to do here and went over to pick her up and uh, being kind. She said, would you like to come in for a glass of wine before we go? And I said, certainly. Well, we started talking, and the time flew, and our reservation was long past, so I had called the restaurant and said, uh, nope, uh, we're not going to make it in. And we talked, and we talked, and uh, just talked the night away. 5 a.m. I went home wow. after talking for from the moment I got there at 7 o'clock. It was just yeah. one of those connections. Uh, I was coaching football all the next day, but my brain was still back at her place. <laughs> Picked up dinner and went back over there the next night, and we continued our conversation. And wow. we stopped talking yep. since. Yep. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So Jim mentioned that he was quite nervous that week leading up to the date. Were you nervous as well, Jalen? I was more nervous, I think, the second date because I knew that there was something special here. So I was now nervous about what was going to come next and, and, and how that was going to play out. And from there, to be honest with you, it it, it proceeded and it, was, and it was awesome. And then it all of a sudden got going. It, it was too fast for me. And my old insecurities reared their ugly head thinking that... Oh, you know, he just, what does he want from me? That sort of thing. And I mm -hmm. thought, okay, things were moving way too fast. And so I started to build my classic nigh wall. And it wasn't really brick by brick. It was, it was a lot going up very, very quickly. But he noticed that. Yeah, and he came over with dinner and he sat down across the table from me and he looked at me and says, I know what you're doing. And he says, I'm not going to let you do it. And he said, here's the deal. He says, we can take this as slow or as fast as you want it. And he says, so if that means sitting in your living room talking for the next year, I'm in. There'll be no pressure. And there wasn't. And after that, I thought, oh my, okay, this even more of the real deal and I could and at that point I thought okay so that's what we did we we kind of s slowed it down for a good probably month month and a half at what point did this start happening like how long it into was those three or four weeks in it was about March. a month a month in yeah. yeah and I just needed to pump the brakes and he said okay those next few weeks were awesome. You, you really got to know each other again, and we did. We would sit sit and talk for hours and hours and hours and, you know, make out like school kids. Like that's, mm -hmm. you know, and and just enjoying that development of the relationship. So you talked that things were moving too fast mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Was that emotionally or physically? Both. It was just both. It, it became very intense very quickly. We had a great connection. We knew that we had an incredible connection. And as you mature and you can deal with those things, you think, okay, yeah, we're going to keep going to the next level. And we're moving forward in that way. And that's when she sort of said, whoa, this is this is too much too fast for me. And I mm -hmm. said, no problem. Here's the thing. I knew that this was, this was the real deal. I, I knew I was going to marry him. I just wanted to make sure that it was slow and steady and everything, that foundation was really, really solid. Because in the past when I've rushed in and that foundation has been 
maybe sloppily made. It's it's not paid off well. So. So when did you have your first kiss? Was it sometime on that first date before 5 a.m.? It was. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting there and she looks over at me at one point, uh, probably two in the morning, and she goes, I would really like to kiss you. Being the smooth guy I was, I said, oh. <laughs> and I sat there. I think that was, I was, it was, I didn't know what to do. I'm, you know, half part naive, half part stupid. So then a little later on, we're talking again, and she had uh, a bunch of pictures that she had put up on a wall in the basement, some some stuff from her past and that. from Global uh, News. And she took me downstairs to uh, take a look at it, and we're walking back up the stairs. And I turned on the bottom step and looked, and she looked at me, and and it happened. And it was absolutely magical. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yep. And then we went back upstairs and kept talking. Yeah. And so then how long did you guys wait to have sex? Well, being the private people that we are, <laughs> when we got married. Um... <laughs> um, you know what? It was a month, but then it was, that's what was scaring me. Mm-hmm. And then it was another couple months. Wow. Yeah. Six weeks. Six, six weeks. But who was counting? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, six weeks. Yeah, we went to Jasper. But that was it. That was that whole time. I was just like... I don't want to be with a guy who just wants that mm-hmm. and all of that. And boy, that was totally worth the wait. I think that's amazing that you were comfortable enough with each other to be able to pull back from that point and say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, great, but let's wait until we both feel good. Yeah. I just knew this was different. Yeah, I just I just needed it to be right. So, Jim, how did you propose? I had a ring uh, custom made for her. And a style of something that she really liked. And uh, so I had that made up. And then I uh, had it around with me. And then I planned uh, the proposal. And it was uh, like this. I had, maybe I should let you tell it because it sort of goes well, we, from your perspective. Maybe we tell it together okay. because there's, it was December 9th of 2011. December 9th, 2011. So I, how long had you been dating at that point? Since March 27, 2010. Okay. Yeah. But on that date, I had working, I was working early morning at uh, Fresh or Joe, whatever it was in, in at that time, and I got off the air, and my boss came over to me and handed me a note. Greg said to me, he says, don't ask me, I don't know anything, but you're to follow this and leave. And it was a note from my husband, or from my boyfriend, saying... Do you trust me? I know you do. And the year before was uh, one of her... Uh, big birthdays and so I had planned something on that same day the year before that I even had her dad flew in from out of town My 40th all birthday. Of friends was and it was a big surprise and we really had a, a great birthday and I said look it's your birthday coming up again I said I know I can't sort of meet that but I'm going to try and make sure that you have a really good day I said stay off social media <laughs> which she didn't listen to <laughs> uh, and uh, trust me and go along for the ride I said head home there'll be more instructions there so when I got home, I walked into the kitchen, and there was a, a bottle of champagne on the um, island. island and a card. And in it again, it was like, do you trust me? This is what you need to do. And it was a birthday card. It was and a birthday I, card. I kept playing up the whole birthday premise with every text that I'd send to her or any card that I'd have her look at. Yeah. They were all birthday cards, really trying to look at making sure she had a special birthday. I said, uh have a nap. Have a nap. Because that's what you did after being on the air Have a nap, and then when you wake up, there'll be more instructions for you. So, of course, now I'm not having a nap. I'm just laying there waiting for my BlackBerry <laughs> to go off, because I think I still had a BlackBerry at that time. And then finally, it was like, okay, your next set of instructions are in the bottom left-hand corner of the dresser drawer. 
Okay, so I went and found this card. It says, okay, now another card. Pack a bag for the weekend. Pack a bag for the weekend. Your car will be there in an hour. And then uh, my car showed up, and it was Jim's youngest son. Takes her into the airport. And he's not saying anything to me. Yeah. And I look at him. He says, underneath the seat, there's a package for you. And two packages for you. Uh, You're allowed to open this one first. Have fun. He gets out, and I go inside, and there's another card with plane ticket to Victoria and another note that said, don't miss your flight, and I will will text you before uh, you leave. Don't open the other package. So that's what we did. I had no, no idea what was going on because the night before as well, he was setting up my best friend and my goddaughter live in Victoria. He's like, you really need to get out to Victoria to see them. Like he was playing <laughs> me so well. So get on the plane and I'm sitting beside two other ladies and they're like, what's going on with you? And I said, I don't know what's going on. I said, I woke up this morning and now I'm on a plane. And they're like, what's in that envelope? I said, I don't know. So finally he texts and he says, once you're in the air, you're allowed to open the envelope and enjoy. When we were dating, he would text me a love note every night. So I had it. It was the first thing to read, first thing in the morning. And he kept them all. Oh, my God. And inside the brown manila envelope was a copy from the start. Like, it went through. There was probably 40, 50 different ones that kind of showed the progression of our relationship all the way through. While the girls beside me, like, you're going to be getting engaged. And I said, I don't know what's going on. Because I had called him earlier in the day. And actually, he'd already been in Victoria. He was pretending he was off doing something. But he was in Victoria. I took the day off work. and Getting I, it all planned. She calls Ooh, me yeah. after work before she even gets the letter from her boss, just like she normally did, to say, hi, I just finished the show. I'm going to be heading home now and chat, chat, chat. And then she'd go off with her day. And then she's talking to me I'm driving in a rental car from the airport in Victoria <laughs> to the hotel so um, when we landed he said there'll be somebody waiting for you and I said okay so I'm going down I'm still now thinking that it's my 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 goddaughter and my and my best friend and I go down there and they're not there but there's a fellow standing there with a sign that says Jalen Nye on it. And I said, hi. He says, hi. He says, do you know what's going on? I said, not a clue. He says, okay, come with me. <laughs> so we go get our, our suitcase and I walk out and there's this beautiful old Rolls Royce limousine. I get into the back of this car and we drive away and I'm like pretending I'm a little queen <laughs> waving in the back. There was drinks for me there. And there was drinks for me there as well. And we end up at the Delta Ocean Point. Ocean Point uh, Hotel, beautiful spot. Walk in, and they're like, oh, Ms. Nye, nice to have you here. So get up to the hotel room, and I walk in, and there's a beautiful view, and on the table... The Harbor. Yeah, there's beautiful flowers, and there's all the things that we have shared in like There's Stella, because that's the first thing that he sent me. There's a beautiful bottle of Zaya rum that we both like. There was Nibley's... Big bouquet of flowers. Big bouquet of flowers. And River I'm, daisies. Yes. Text me, says, your next set of instructor, instructions are in a card underneath the bed. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to put my hands under a mattress. Gross <laughs> hotel mattress. <laughs> but I did, and I pulled it out. And he said, okay, clean yourself up. And in 10 minutes, go to the signature lounge. And I'm still thinking, oh, well, maybe that's where Stephanie and Lucy are. So finally, I get all done up and go down there. And then I look out, and there's these big glass doors and there's my, are you going to cry? And I look out, and there he is. There's his back. He's in a suit, and he's standing. It was his private balcony, and he's overlooking the harbor. And I walk out, and I open the doors. And next thing you know, there's a young lady singing Amanda Marshall's Marry Me and a guy playing guitar. 
And I go over and we both start, we're both in tears. And he just looked at me, he said, just listen to the song. And I said, okay, so we're just kind of staring at each other. Then he said a lot of really awesome things that I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And he got down on, on one knee and he opened up the ring case and <laughs> and the most beautiful ring was there and he asked me to marry him and I said yes yes a million times yes and then next thing you know there was more music and champagne and then we had the we drank the champagne out there on this beautiful balcony mm-hmm. it was gorgeous yeah. and you had no idea no. as you were going through it I I kind of thought "Mm, maybe the possibility, but it didn't make sense the way he was delivering it. Mm -hmm. Now, when I got the manila envelope, I started to think, I said, okay, well, that's, that's a little bit. And you know what? I think I was, I was nervous or I was afraid to think that it actually might be happening. I just really wanted to enjoy every moment of it and and try to keep my mind open. And so y'all are married now. Happily. Happily. Very. Yeah. Yeah. We had an awesome wedding. I would do that every Friday night if I could afford it. That led to a year later for our first anniversary. Another surprise. I had gotten in touch with uh, Charles again, and I said, uh, can I have the room again? <laughs> he goes, having another party? I go, just us. And uh, once again, I went in there and took some photos from our wedding. Yeah, and drove us uh, there, and she's looking, and I said, well, it's Friday night. He plans and executes things brilliantly. Look at you. Hey, okay? He's a... Uh, He's being romantic. As I say all the time, you can do incredible things with great inspiration. And so with marrying Jim, mm. came along with some new sons for you. Uh-huh. How was that being now a stepmother <laughs> to teenage boys? I lucked out. I lucked out in the stepmother pool or stepkid draw. Colton and Chase are two of the most respectful kind, loving young men that I've ever, that I've ever met. I absolutely adore those boys. And it was easy. We started, you know, hanging out a little bit more and doing Sunday dinners and and all of that and getting to know each other and, and going to football games or going to the restaurant. And it just became, it was just so easy. I have just, they're mine, right? I've turned into the big mama bear now, which I never thought I would ever be, but yeah, I just absolutely adore them. And I think that we have all the way around a, a really, really great relationship. It's interesting, like as I was deciding that this woman is not just coming into my life, but is going to be with my sons and they're my most precious commodity on earth. Mm-hmm. And I know I love her and I get all the things about her, but it was also important to, for them, as I saw, to have an incredible role model, hardworking, loved life. And, you know, took care of herself. They, they've been through some, some challenges uh, as young men. And it was really good for them to have somebody like this in their world. So really, I was looking forward to that as well. I thought, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing something great for my sons. They're awesome. And I can't, I can't wait to see what's next for them and mm-hmm. be with them as they go through getting married, engagements and kids and all that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm pretty proud of them. Do you think if you two had met earlier in life, you would have clicked like you have now? Not at all. No? No. How so? I wasn't, uh, I was on a different path. I was not, I grew and I needed growth before I was ready to meet her. And I didn't know that. But in retrospect, I, I, I don't think I could have handled her. <laughs> I don't think that I could have. She's, she's a very uh, strong personality. 
And uh, as a younger me, I don't think I could have put up with that, so to speak. Yeah. 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 I, and as much you as I crushed on her. You put up with me now. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. But I, you know, like I say, I crushed on her because, her, you know, I, I think she was absolutely stunning, beautiful. And, and I would uh, watch and, and crush from afar. But it was it was never to follow a realization. It wasn't that. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had to practice. He had to practice all of his dance moves before he found me. That's it. That's it, right? Yeah. Do y'all have nicknames for each other? Uh, yeah. Uh. They are uh, not uh, for Republican <laughs> All right, we'll just leave that one there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, no. I like it's baby babies a lot. Yeah, just baby. Um, and baby doll. And baby doll, and I call him Bear a lot. But then we have another whole other line that every time we call each other, we say something different. So it'll be hi, and yeah, I'm not sure that that should be out there. <laughs> okay. Because and we play up on that too because yeah. you know we know our incredible friendship and connection and everything, and being romantic doesn't mean that you have to be sappy romantic. And you know the the, the people that say you know today I'm marrying my best friend and my soulmate and this and we go okay we we get that but that that sappiness of it the way we view it, is not us. Mm-hmm. So when we throw out these uh, uh, endearing names for each other, we sort of are silently mocking, you know. Hey, the, sugar bum. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. That's that's the one I that's could say. The, the, yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. Yeah. I call him coach all the time, though. You guys know I call him coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I don't know what to call her because it's Jay, Jay Lynn. Jen. Jen. Whatever it is, Jennifer, right? Jennifer, Jenny Lynn. Depends on what who I'm with at the time, right? Yeah, and uh, it was really interesting. A, a, a colleague of mine says, you know that you refer to Jen as your wife all the time when you're talking and say, my wife does this, my wife is doing this or whatever. And I said, yeah, I do. And then I thought back, I go, you know why? I said, because I don't know, whoever I'm dealing with is, is it Jay Lynn? Is it just Jay? You know? How did the other person how know they, How do they know? Is it Jen? Is it Jenny? You know, all these different monikers that she has. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I said, my wife all the time. And that's the common euphemism that everybody knows who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> And the, one of the reasons why I call him coach, and this is this is kind of funny, is my life has been filled with gyms. There's been a lot of them, a lot of them. And my first husband was a gym as well. And so when I met him that night and he introduced me, he says, my name is Jim. I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> but because he coaches football so much and the kids call him coach. And also on the radio, as I started to discuss a little bit more about him, it, for me, it was it kept some sort of anonymity. So if your relationship were in the Guinness Book of World Records, mm. what record would it hold? Most orgasms in the 24-hour period. No, <laughs> uh, I don't think that that's probably it. <laughs> well, what's the record? <laughs> um, most respectful? Yeah. Most romantic? Most fun? We most laughs per day. Do I have to pick just one? No. There's all of those things. There's not a day that goes by that he doesn't make me laugh my ass off. Um, the respect part is huge, and that whole we've talked about that not taking each other for granted ever, never being that's, that. That's couple. our mantra. It never to be that couple that takes sh- shots at each other in front of. That's that's not acceptable. Yeah, to it would be, us. never be my old lady. 
you yeah. know, oh, man. Oh, I got to go. The old lady is, you mm-hmm. know, would never. And that's the respect for us. And that's taking somebody for granted. And uh, yeah, so when I make choices in my life, I think about how she would perceive, feel, and, and view some of those choices. She's sort of my, my guiding thoughts as well. And so, like I say, we just don't take each other for granted. That's right. So, Jalen, mm. what was it about Jim that made it clear to you that he was the one? Well, he talked about the orgasms. No, 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 no. Um, he made me feel, and he still makes me feel, like I am the most special, the most beautiful woman on the planet, which turns around in so many different ways. He gives me confidence. I know when he's on my side, I have, I don't ever have to worry about him embarrassing me or saying something he has my back like I have his back and 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 that's what it's been like from from the start which gives me confidence when I have to go do the things that I have to do whether I'm speaking or whatever or when we're home alone I mean there's a lot to be said about being with a person who makes you feel like the most amazing person in the world that translates in all sorts of avenues right in the relationship and he does that very lucky Jim same question to you you know all the things that she just talked about I think it's it's reciprocated but one thing that she said to me very early on is that uh, I carry your heart in my heart Mm -hmm. and when my heart was safe and I knew it truly was that I could be vulnerable in front of her I could be goofy Mm -hmm. I could be intense I could be what have you and I knew that I was so safe and when you feel that safe and that loved, it's amazing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in iTunes because there are many more love stories to be told. I'd like to thank Jacek Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates generously provided for my guest today. The music for The One is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from The Alchemist. So I love you because the entire universe conspired to help me find you.